Diddle dum dum British Strongman Podcast, episode 80. So, Shane, I'm going to uh, put you on the spot here, mate. Came up with uh, Axel to discuss uh, last week. So you uh, you think of a, of a of an exercise that's relevant at the minute that we can cover and help people with, that, again, we'll cover five pillars of it. And, uh, and I suppose this is, this is a good example of um, this podcast being completely off the cuff. Uh, we try and keep it um, as relevant as possible with stuff that we get asked and things like that. But there's not, it's not a kind of, um, we're not sticking to a script. It's real. I've put Shane on the spot here and I can think him, see him fucking looking around, thinking what the... F- <laughs> so Shane, anything, any, any exercise, any event for us to discuss... And you can fire it back to me and I'll say the first thing that I, that I think is important about it and we can just bounce back and forth. You pick it as awkward as you want. Uh, I'm going to go with, how about we talk about, and we don't really talk about it too much here, squatting, because I know they've got the online qualifier that has got a, they've just thrown a fibre max squat out there. And I know a lot of my clients... I've been panicking a little bit because they've been on... I don't really put straight bar back squatting these days. Uh, it's mainly fronties and safety bars, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about straight bar back squat. The rules, I believe, are wraps, suits, fucking everything goes. Uh, what would your, what would you say to someone? Because this is the question I've been getting asked a lot, Josh, which is I've got this uh, qualifying thing to do, fiber max squat. Should I be getting a suit? Uh, should I be? Can I can I squat in a deadlift suit? Do I have to buy a suit? Is it worth buying one? Should I stick with wraps? What do you say? Well, I, I, my immediate thing would be like find out obviously the the uh, what what equipment you can use. So obviously, yeah, great that you can use the suits and wraps. That would have been my first question that you just answered actually, because realistically, like um, what have you got? To, like a couple of months or something. So, got till March. So, so actually, it is a, it is a, it is a good good period of time. But I mean, assuming that these people are um, are advanced anyway and strong, you're not going to be able to get loads and loads of percent stronger in terms of force production, are you? Um, within the next few months, but. You are going to be able to get probably if you say you're just used to squatting in sleeves, or say for instance you squat high bar because it's got maybe more carryover to strongman and stuff. You just do SSB, you just do fronties or whatever. I think actually having two or three months is a really good good enough time to transition to learn low bar. I think personally. Unless you, your mobility is absolutely dire and it's affecting everything else, like developing the mobility, I do think low bar is just easy gains for pe- for people to learn. Even if you don't have an extreme low bar, if you just try and basically um, get the bar stabilizing, get your head round stabilizing the bar with your delts with a little bit more forward lean, rather than it being on your upper traps, like just try that. Um, and also as well, like if you're just used to squatting in sleeves or naked knees, like just banging, like even even if it even yeah, just transitioning to wraps and uh, learning how to use wraps. Um, and also, if money's no object, then I'd buy buy a couple of uh, but try some different squat suits and stuff like that. 
um because the thing is with with the suits it's going to be about getting like a a fit that's that's suitable for you that doesn't that doesn't just throw everything off um you can yeah right. yeah so I, w- I would say that'd be that that'd be an option for I think the, the kind of like I'll, I'll hold my hand up I'm not a very uh, I'm not very well like, like well well experienced in in it in terms of well I am quite experienced in it actually I can get quite a lot out of the suit um but I mean in terms of knowing the knowing the inside out and the and the differences but basically if you put that that's like for, for the guys listening to this, you have a deadlift suit and they're rumming and ahhing whether to get a squat suit or not. If you've got a if you've got a deadlift suit, try try your squat, try squatting in it, or even just try straps down and just have the uh, just use them as briefs or whatever. And I guarantee that you'll get tension at the bo- at the bottom position. That's good. if you harness that and get used to uh, it, just just basically feels like. You're just wearing like a, a deadlift suit that fits you. That's not mega mega tight. Try try looser fitting. So that's why strap, straps down might be better. Um, just just give it a, give it a try or give it a couple of sessions. It might mean that session one you do it to a a high box or something and get used to the fucking it digging into your hips and whatnot. And then three or four sessions you'll be able to just knock the box down until you get into depth. Um, and just get used to the, because how it's going to feel different is going to be like it's going to feel like almost you you're unloaded at the bottom. So if you're walking out whatever weight you're doing, and you squat down, it's going to feel maybe. Le- I suppose what's the what's the easiest way to describe it? I suppose you you know you know th- th- this is kind of my kind of explanation as someone who's not an expert but has kind of dabbled in it right you know when you know when you're using wrap chain and you can get certain kind of wraps that you get down to the bottom and then they kind of spring you out where a, de- where a de- deadlift like say we're, we're in we're in a squat or those squat suits that i've used um i even had a play using my deadlift suit last week for this just for the sake of answering this question actually to, to give it give it a go um and what it almost feels like is less like you're kind of getting sprung out like an elastic band but almost like the weights um kind of unloaded at the bottom and reduced if that makes any any kind of difference so basically you're, you're at that bottom position and it's in and because you've got that kind of that tightness it, it it's like it's like unloaded so your kind of drive out of the hole is going to be a little bit faster than it would if you were taking all the weight essentially. Anyway, for for the go, go and give it a go. Go and give it a go in your deadlift suit. And if it's like too tight, then uh, try straps down. Um, if you can get a squat suit or somebody, obviously go go and go and try it because it's just free, free kilos. It's free kilos. Like someone like me is like I would say I'm I, I'm not very good at squatting at all. I can get a decent amount out of the suit, like, and, and not be, not being particularly skillful. My wrap, wraps aren't wraps aren't great. 
the suit that I wore when I did it was pretty loose. But I've what what did I do? Two seven five. I've done like two seven five when my raw squat was ropey two hundred. Um, I was looking for a five RM. So yeah, you don't. Be looking to add crazy amounts in the suit and wraps, do you? Even if you just get 20, 30 kilo over what you would raw, then you've got some three kilos, basically, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So using my numbers as an example, if I was doing it, and bearing in mind, like, as I say, I'm not an expert in suit and wraps. I'm just, like, kind of pissing about with them and playing with different techniques, right? But if I was, if I was doing just sleeves i reckon i'd realistically be aiming for if i could get even 180 for five why well, i'd be maybe 180 190 for five or something like that in that range whereas if i was going for a suit i'd definitely be i'd be convinced that i'd be able to get towards i reckon i'd be aiming between 235 and 240 I reckon in the in the in the suit and wrap. So even if I, even if it was two thirty and I got one ninety raw, it's fucking it's a lot yeah. for me. Like that's 40, 40 kilos and that and that's like a re- relatively loose suit that's pretty comfortable. That's self wrapping because that can be a bit awkward as well. If you you imagine you're wearing the suit like wrapping yourself, like if you've got a really tight suit on and you're trying to wrap your knees, um, it can be a bit of a nightmare. So if you've got, you've got, you train with a team or whatever, someone can wrap your knees and whatnot, then you could potentially get even more, even more about more out of it. Um, so back, bouncing back to you, there's one, one thing covered. I would say in a nutshell, try, try and get, get hold of, um, try and get hold of a, a suit and, and get used to using wraps. Um, if you can get hold of a, of a squat suit, great. If you're just intrigued and you just want to have a double, try your, try your deadlift suit with the straps down to start off with and just you'll probably be able to imagine what it's going to feel like when you, when you get a, a kind of more specific setup to you. But yeah, give that a go. So um, right back at you, Shane. Then uh, talk, talk to us about wraps. Then people get people like say scenario is I'm, I you do all my squatting. I'm pretty comfortable low bar squatting. All I use is SVD sleeves, and I'm looking to trans- transition into wraps. And what's going to? Uh, I've tried wraps once before, but uh, I put them on and I squatted wor- worse than I did raw because they just felt so tight and uncomfortable. What would you say to somebody in that scenario, which I feel like quite a few people were in that boat? That happened to me at first. In fact, after you fucking wrapped my knees about five or six years ago, you wrapped my knees. I thought, fuck that. I'm never wrapping my knees again. I couldn't walk. My legs are sore for days. Well, what happens is basically what I did to you, <laughs> which is wrap, wrap, wrapping too tight. Uh, I, I always I fucking hate, I hate hate telling people this, but I always rate the Cerberus uh, wraps. I think the class, uh, the Cerberus rebounds are the wraps I would say to go with, just because they're real loose, real stretchy. 
and they're just real springy at the bottom as well. It's kind of nicer on your skin, and you don't need to wrap them very tight to, to basically get something out of them. So I always say, if you are, because most people get something out of the sleeves, like especially in Stroma, because yeah. they wear, you know, tight triple plies, and people get 10, 15 kilo out of the, the sleeves, say. So we just want to start by getting a little bit more of the sleeves. So you don't need to wrap them crazy tight. Just like the first session, just even if you wrap it so it feels like a sleeve the first set and then a little bit tighter, a little bit tighter, then you might be like, well, that, that's a bit painful, I'll leave it there. Wrap that tightness. Obviously, also, with wraps, you need to learn a pattern to wrap and kind of ingrain something so that you can do it exactly the same every time. Learning to like count your revolutions so that you know how tight it is like if you if you like six revs and then you know maybe next week or the week after an order seven revs whatever um just learning to keep track of that instead of being like that feels okay and then coming in next week and being like well i don't have a clue what i did it, it just felt okay so if at least if you track your revolutions of the wrap you know how tight you're pulling it uh, a good so, way to so just chipping in on that what what would you what do you, you recommend for simplicity and Somebody learning. Have you got? Have you got an idea? Have you got an, a video on this, Shane? I'm sure I've seen one somewhere. Well, yeah, but not one regularly accessible. To be honest, I need to do one. Um, I, I just think uh, start below the knee. Make sure you tense the quad so the kneecap stays nice and stable, and um, you want to just basically go three up is most you know will cover most people's knees. So you start just below the knee. And then your second wrap will be like just overlapping the first wrap. That'll cover your kneecap. Then the third wrap will go just covering the second wrap and be like over your VMO. That should cover your knee. You don't want to go too high or too low with wraps either. Like if you go too low, you're going to dig into your calf. When you hit depth, when you go too high, you're going to dig into like your hamstring. Again, it's not going to like affect much, but it's going to hurt. So um, you can avoid that by not going too high or too low. And then I always think that you should probably have a, a cross in your wrap because obviously your knee's tracking forward and that's what's um, creating tension in the wrap. So you really want a cross over the knee so that as that knee's tracking forward, if you're just going up and down, if you've got enough revs, it'll be fine. But if you don't have many revs, what could happen is as that knee's pushing forward, your knee kind of seeps through the wrap because it, it kind of opens. So... Again, if you're starting with low revolutions, I would just go one below, one in the middle, one above, and then make a cross. So that'll be five reps. And then tuck it in. And a good way to find out how many revolutions you can work with is when you first wrap your knee, wrap it as tight as possible and see how many reps you get. And let's say you get 10 revolutions. You know that that's the kind of rough max tightness of your wrap. So you're going to start at 50% with like five reps and then you can call it 60%, 70%, etc. And that's how, when I was piloting, that's how I would do it. Like I would have, I would know my numbers for different amounts of revolutions in your wraps and stuff because I knew I could get more out of them if I did more reps. Uh, but when you learn, you don't want to uh, start with too many revolutions either because there's too much material there as well. There's a lot of tightness, a lot of pain, and you're just not going to get, you're just going to hate it. You're not going to hit depth and you're going to feel like you're getting stopped at the bottom instead of bouncing out of it if you go too tight soon. 
so rebounds. What about le- length of rap for beginners? Because you can get yeah like, two by threes, can't you? What would you? Yeah, because in strongman you're allowed anything. I would just buy three meters because that way you can just tuck it early. You know, if you don't have to use the whole rap, but then you've got room to you know just add more revs as time goes on. In powerlifting, a lot of feds are two point five meters, so a lot of people get them. But in strongman, there isn't a uh, limit, so the longer the better. Right. So next point, we'll go three three more points on squatting. So, uh, back to me. So, <clears throat> a big thing will be like, especially if you if you haven't been squatting for a while or back squatting for a while, um, just a, I think I think a common danger. Well, I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. This is what happens to me. Um, is because I don't back squat. I just do front squat. Every every once in a while, I'll I'll back squat just to just for the sake sake of keeping the skill for if it comes in a comp. But because I'll be confident in what I can lift, like I'll, I'll be able to lift at like a relatively high position. Uh, sorry, high percentage of uh, uh, especially if I'm lifting in. Um, a bit of basically like a high percentage for my upper body to stabilize, if that makes sense. So basically, if I like, if I go and do say, all I've been doing is front squatting, say for instance for the last year, but then say I put suit and wraps on today and went and did say two hundred kilos for five, like I'd be conf- I'd be confident I could do it, but then I'd come to train tomorrow and I and I know that I'd have like say elbow inflammation and uh, my biceps flare up and stuff like that. So um, from doing, from doing low bar squats. So, but it's, it's hard, it's hard mentally for me to come in to back squat every once in a while and just go kind of light for a couple of sessions and build up because I just think, well, I'm not really that arse about it anyway. I'm not going to need it for ages. Like, I'm not going to do like a four week block waiting for my upper body conditioning to, to keep up. So if, if you feel, if you feel like you, you're prone to like this kind of inflammation and, um, and uh, you're worried about it potentially affecting your, like say your overhead training, like ha- having to go with some, some speciality bars, as you transition across. So, so like say safety, safety squat bar is great. Um, because obviously it just take, takes the elbows and stuff and the, the upper body out of the equation. But what I, what I like, especially if you're peaking for a low bar squat, but which I hope most of you will be doing if you're doing the England qualifier, um, would be, I, I like the cambered bar, um, the thingy with, how do you describe it, Shane? Um, a bar, isn't it? Yeah, uh, camber bar, camber bar. I don't even know how to pronounce it. You say camber bar, don't you? But, um, but basically, it's just a bar that kind of hangs down a bit at the side. It's almost like like a, a mini yoke that's been cut off that you can put the weight. So if you just Google it. Um, but the great thing about that is you can actually get like a low bar position. You can feel like a low bar position. But you don't have to have your ha- hands on the, 
you can have your, your hands like lower down to the side. So you can practice like your, what feels like low bar mechanics. Um, but, but it's going to be, it's going to be a lot easier on the, in the upper body and biceps and stuff like that. Um, and then another speciality bar that, uh, that, that uh, some people use really well for this issue is the, what do they call it? The, the strength shop have it as the bow bar. What do they call it? The, um, what's oh. it called? The, the Gruffalo bar or something, is it? What, the Kabuki bar? Not the Kabuki bar. What's it called? The Duffalo bar, isn't it? Not the Gruffalo bar. What the fuck am I doing? Is it the Duffalo bar, Shane? Duffalo, yeah, it's not Gruffalo. But basically, you may, you may have seen it in a gym. It basically looks like a bar that's been, uh, a barbell that's been left in a rack and bent. So the advantage with this is like, you can get your low bar position. But then to stabilize with your hands, the bar's going to be the bit that you grab with your hands is going to be a little bit lower. So you, you can practice your low bar mechanics, but you don't need such an extreme range of motion on it. So if, if for instance, I was doing this, um, doing this kind of 12 week cycle to March or whatever, like I, I'd, I'd actually work like probably assuming that I'm going to do one main squat session a week, I, I'd actually do it do it as like I don't know maybe four three-week blocks or something where like first three weeks I was working on safety squat bar like and and just getting used to a weight weight on my back because when I did did a bit of back squatting last week it just felt alien it, the squat didn't feel hard it just felt like I was all over the place like uh, because it was unfamiliar so I know I could do that with the safety squat bar just to get kind of get back into it and then and then maybe transition over for three weeks on the, the cambered bar, cambered bar, and then uh, start perhaps in the low bar kind of mechanics and then transition over to the bow bar. And then the last three weeks could be, could be a uh, straight bar or, and I know that sounds like quite a beautiful and perfect thing that in reality, it doesn't necessarily always work like that, but or other tactics that you can use, which some people use effectively, is like they'll build up to like say a low bar top set on like the straight bar or whatever they're going to use, and then just do your back offs or your your um, your volume work on the kind of speciality bar that's a bit a bit more a bit more friendly. What do you think, Shane? Big Mitch doing that. Yeah. Uh, top sets on straight bar. Drop sets on safety bar. Uh, just so he doesn't gammed uh, from his low bar position. Brilliant. It's that I think that it's like when you're warming up, mm-hmm. not everybody obviously, but for me, and, and Mitch is in the same boat, that's how we've done it. I start my low bar real wide grip and it's not as stable on my back, mm-hmm. but totally fine. And I'll get to a certain weight and I'll bring my grip in a little bit. And then I get to my top set weight and I'll bring my grip to where it should be for optimal tightness. But that's the grip that gives me elbows and whatnot. So I'll do it for the set. And then afterwards, my drop set work, if I were to do that, even with just going a bit wider as well, because once it's like aggravated, it's aggravated kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but even going wider, my drop set work is going to add to that issue in my elbow. 
and then over a couple of weeks he'll end up being fucked. Whereas if I just get the top step done and then go to the safety bar, by the time I'm finished on the safety bar, my elbow's relaxed again. Not kind of going to become chronic. You know, it's a, it's a bit of an acute issue during the top set, but then it fucks off because it's only getting exposed like once as opposed to four back off sets afterwards or whatever. So, yeah, big Mitch, I've got his program up here in front of me randomly now. Back squat, top set, then on the safety bar. Um, so, yeah, that's what that's what we've got. We've got Mitch doing. And that's just a good way. I said a lot of you big guys will probably, not, not all of you, but most of you are probably going to struggle with a low bar position. So does, Unless, does Mitch do low bar? Mitch does low bar, yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, in a long while. So right, um, so that, yeah. that that's an idea. I don't know if you've ever played with it, but but that's an idea. Would be like, I don't, I don't know if he's got a cambered bar, but I can just I can just picture it now. How? Because for me, for me personally, like, you know, like obviously I I get I anal about being as specific as possible. Like if I go to a safety bar, it just feels like I'm more like so different to low bar for me and it would look like for somebody who's not practicing it that much as well and I just feel like cam cambered bar can just practice the same movement pattern but it's super friendly so just may maybe something for you to try anyway suggestion an idea your safety bar low bar or do you have a high bar say again your safety bar high bar or low bar the safety bars that I use I can't have anything other, other than high bar yeah. Mm -hmm. See, my safety bar is quite low barring. Right. Push, push the handle like down my back a little bit. So it's it. Are you on the strength shot, Bob? You're on the strength shot one, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think you can do on the strength shot one, actually. The handle yeah. short. So if you went low bar, it's kind of like falling yeah. off. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what Mitch's is like, but I just know my mine. I can, I can kind of go low bar. Yeah, when you got you got to go high bar, haven't you? And another thing to add to this, the thing that I tried last week, where I stumbled upon by mistake. I've never read it or anything. Um, I don't know if you have, but playing with it, like I, I used the axle bar last week uh, when I did some back squats. And the and because I've I've done it before I did it before in like an online comp where it was like whatever it was and it was with, with an axle bar and that was a thing that I noticed I did an AMRAP set and I was like fuck me like I could log the day after like my, my arms weren't weren't chewed up um so what so thinking about it what happens to the axle bar is you can't because you can't grip it because I'm going like false grip with the with the axle bar there's no I couldn't can't even grip it anyway. Um, especially with whatever weight you're doing on your back, like so, you find with the axle bar that it's so un unforgiving. Like if you technique, if you go like mong it or sorry, go to round forward or whatever, like there's no chance of the axle bar because it'll just ro roll. It'll just roll off. You have to stay. You have to keep that torso angle. So because I. I have realized that that's personally what I do, which contributes to my, my upper body soreness is the fact that I'm, a, because I'm gripping the bar when I'm twisting and 
rolling forward or grinding or whatever. I'm actually gripping the bar and pull it and stopping the bar rolling up my neck. Do you know what I mean? So, so that that's contributing to that upper body tension. So you can't do that with the axle bar unless you've got massive hands or whatever. Like I wasn't, I did it last week and I wasn't gripping that axle bar at all. So I knew that I couldn't tip forward. So not only is it reinforcing decent mechanics, I could hit low bar, reinforcing good mechanics, and I wasn't getting the the elbow sauna. So that that's something for people to try. And I've, 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 I've squatted on axle a lot, but not for a very, very, very long time. And back then I was extremely... Uh, mobile so yeah. I could, could get under a squat you know put it low bar high bar fucking wherever no problem uh, but the thing, it, so yeah and the thing that i noticed with it as well was for somebody who doesn't back squat but yokes a lot heavy ish that i i was just putting it in my yoke spot and it felt like the yoke it yeah. felt it felt really light because of the obviously thicker surface area on the on the the axle bar, it felt a lot, it felt lighter than the equivalent weight on the barbell, if you will. You're fucking yoking 400 key, aren't you? So you'll, uh, you'll feel yeah, it was, um, so, so again, that's an idea. So few, few speciality bars. I think we've given, given away some uh, good, good stuff there, Shane. So we're going to wrap it up there, mate. Wait. Any, anything else to add? Mm. Like, like, cause I don't want to talk about technique and stuff like that because we're aiming, we're, we're talking to people here who are already advanced, really. Or, or if you're looking to, it is with these qualifier things. Yeah, my guys is like, I don't think you got to extract like a hundred percent five. Like, it's yeah, it's it's an online qualifier to England, but you know there was. 20 spaces last year and um, you know half the people didn't adhere to the rules you know, in like fifth place ended up coming like 17th or something because people can't stick to the fucking rules of the video stuff like that um, but I don't think you need to give it your full training focus I'm trying to tell my guys this like you know you've got other things coming up in the year that are uh, going to be more important than Basically, I don't want people to smoke themselves on a five rep max fucking suited back. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And so whatever, get fucked up because, you know, because when you're talking about these big dudes in suits and stuff, you're going to be handling some stupid weight, aren't you, on the back yeah. squat? Um, so I just told them to be a bit reserved with it. And as long as they extract more than what they were expecting raw it, from the wraps and the suit and they're happy with the score, if you're strong enough, you're gonna qualify. You know what I mean? It's just the way, just the way it is. You don't have, you know, if if you could maybe do three eighty for five, and you upload three sixty five for five, yeah, you're gonna be fine. You know what I mean? Because you've also got the farmer's home. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I would agree with that. If it's gonna be a, if it, if it's gonna be anything like last year in terms of qualification, the people, it's like similar entries like if people go and hit 90 percent of the 5rm or whatever and just put up the score of what they what they what they can actually do i think most people anyway i'm fucking speculating so that's just bullshit so just forget what i'm just saying yeah it's fucking and no one's gonna no one's gonna be 
fucking peaking the gear, peaking the trend, all this stuff to squat those weights because, you know, they're just you're just not. Uh, you're going to hit a good training fiber at max. And then you start your peak for the actual comp. You don't you don't peak for the you know you know what I'm saying, Josh. Yeah, 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 definitely. People are just messaging me, and I think they're going a bit mad. Like I need to squat four hundreds, and I'm like, you don't. <laughs> like you really don't. Um, let's just put a good training number up. Check the scoreboard, and then yeah, if it's a bit light. We can just do another one a little heavier, but you don't need to in mid Jan. You don't need to squat four hundred for five. But... Right. So put you on the spot here, Shane. So if you were, if you, well, you might be doing England's. I don't know. Like if you were, if if you were doing England's online qualifier, what would you aim to put up as a minimum on the on the three? Not necessarily you per, not necessarily you personally. Um, but like as a as like a minimum, like what kind of minimum lifts do you think I'd have I'd have a chance based roughly on last year? I'll give you like a ten kilo range on the overhead. Yeah, so, I'm, so it's a one rep max axle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like one fifty plus on the axle, around about three hundred on the squat, and what's your farmer's hold? Um, like 150, 160 as a, as a minimum, like 150, 160. But but I'm imagining there's going to be some. Uh, the thing with these events is going to be good is you're going to get like someone's going to get like a really high axle, but they might not quite get a farmer's hole. Which is why I'm saying if you put those three up, yeah, you're winning anything, but you're going to be similar-ish each uh, each event. If I did that, I'd be looking at a 160, 170 axle, but then I'd only hold probably 130 farmers. So, you know, that would drop me a lot of points. Um, uh, and you're going to get swings like that in, in this uh, event, just because there's kind of like three different... Same with the squat as well. I think that the squat, you're going to get some mad squatters and you're going to get some people that aren't that good at squat because you don't need to... It's a bit of a shit event, really, I think, personally, Josh, for a qualifier for England, because you don't need... It doesn't really... You know what I mean? You don't need to be good at squats to be a strong man, do you? Um, at all. So I do think that I know some good athletes that just ain't good squatters and um, they might get a bit screwed over there a little bit. So that's why I think a 300 squat for five, it's not fucking world changing, but it's a it's a good set of five squat. Um, so I think that would be a good minimum to aim for, personally. That's what I'd aim for. Anyway. I've already squatted 300 for six, so I would be aiming <laughs> You're right, spot on, mate. Right, nice one. Diddle a dum dum. <laughs>